You know what we need? We need a radio show on the air, like maybe on Saturday nights, that talks about this kind of thing. Hi, Dr. Hoffman here. I want to let my listeners know about a brilliant Renaissance man named Dr. Arthur Perry. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. He's a distinguished, award-winning cosmetic surgeon trained at Harvard and Cornell with a practice in New York City on Fifth Avenue. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applauded you, having worked with you on... A book and numerous other activities. He's written numerous medical journal articles and he's contributed to textbooks on plastic surgery. Your remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. It's clear that when it comes to skin and aging, this doctor knows what he's talking about. Joan, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. <laughs> As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? Right here on WABC, the powerhouse station reaching from Maine to Virginia. And sometimes, if you're lucky all the way down to Florida, and around the world on the Internet, wabcradio.com. So if you're way on vacation and you want to listen to this show, that's the way to do it, wabcradio.com. Tonight we've got a great show planned for you. The phone number here at WABC is 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. And as in previous weeks, Callers 22 Night Show will receive a bottle of Nighttime. Nighttime, that one-stop shopping for skincare. If you chose only one product, just one, if you had only one little area in your medicine chest that you could put something, you'd want to put Nighttime because Nighttime has vitamin C, vitamin A, fruit acids, both citric acid and lactic acid. They're exfoliants, and it also has antioxidants, and not one but four, and it's got skin brighteners. So it has everything you want in a skincare program in one very simple-to-use serum. Why is it a serum? Because you don't need a cream. You don't need the residue on your skin. I try to do everything scientifically, and I formulated this myself right down to the physical chemistry literature and into uh, your skin. So nighttime, that's what you want to get. And if you give me a call this evening with a legitimate question, you'll get your bottle. So tonight we're going to talk about scars, your scars. You know, everybody makes scars, right? Why are some scars good and some scars not so good? Some scars may be hypertrophic. That's a red raised scar. Some scars keloids. And why does one doctor get a better type of scar than another doctor? So we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And we're also going to talk about fat grafting and other grafts to, or injections rather, to the buttocks. You know, it's such a popular thing now, but is it safe? We're going to talk about deaths, lots of them in South America from this very, very procedure. So Stay tuned. This is What's Your Wrinkle? Once again, the number, 800-848-9222. Give me a call. All right, let's, let's start with scars. You know, when, I, uh, when people go to a plastic surgeon, they often will tell me, I came to you to have this mole removed or the skin cancer re removed or to do my eyelid surgery or liposuction because you're a plastic surgeon. You're not going to create a scar and I know that other doctors create scars. 
Well, here's the story. All of us create scars because as humans, we heal with scar. You know, if you were a reptile and I removed your leg, you could grow yourself a new leg and there would be no scar. However, as a human, that's how we heal. A scar is a patch and it kind of, there's a race when you get a wound. There's a race between your body's healing the wound and bacteria trying to get into the wound and kill you. And before the uh, antibiotic era, which started in 1938, before that era, you know, if you had a wound, uh, heaven forbid you had a wound, because uh, if the bacteria got in, uh, you were in trouble. And in fact, if you had a, uh, let's say, a gunshot wound to, uh, to the leg in 1937, the treatment was remove the leg. By 1938, it was penicillin or streptomycin or one of those antibiotics. Actually, penicillin was the mid-40s. It was streptomycin in 1938. So our body wants to heal with scar. Scar is our concrete. It's our patch. Now, how is it that some of us make really bad scars and some make good scars? Well, you know, most of this is genetic. You blame it on your parents really is a the better the scar by the way the worse it looks it's a paradox so if you take a young child a young child will heal a wound or if i remove a mole from a child they'll heal with a pretty bad scar there's lots and lots of scar there but that's from an evolutionary standpoint a good thing if you don't make much scar that's not so good because it is uh, not as strong a wound however the more scar you put in there, the worse it looks. So there is a real paradox with how we make scar. So we want to make good-looking scar that is still that is still strong. So here's how I do it as a plastic surgeon. Let's say uh, let's take for an example a mole on your face. Let's take a, a a pretty big mole. How about one the size of a pencil eraser, about six millimeters, which interestingly is uh, the criteria that's the cutoff for when we really do want to remove these moles smaller than that we might be able to watch those moles but bigger than that we want to take off moles regardless of what they look like because uh, the size itself is an indicator that that mole may turn into something bad like a skin cancer like maybe a melanoma so let's say we take off the mole on your nasolabial fold now, the first thing I do as a plastic surgeon is figure out which orientation I want the scar. So if I cross your fold, and by the way, the nasolabial fold, that's the fold between the corner of your nose and the corner of your mouth. So when you look in the mirror, as you get older, these folds get deeper, and I spend a lot of time filling those folds. But we can take advantage of the fold by placing a scar within the fold. If I go perpendicular to that, it'll look absolutely terrible no matter how I close the wound, but if I go along with the scar, with, with the uh, fold rather, it will look pretty good, hopefully. Also, we look at the wrinkles on your face. No one wants wrinkles, right? We spend a lot of time in plastic surgery getting rid of wrinkles with Botox and fillers and all sorts of procedures, lasers and facelifts, but I can take advantage of those wrinkles when I remove a mole or a skin cancer from your face by placing the scar oriented along a wrinkle line. So that's one of the ways I do it. And you can always tell, I hate to say it, you can tell an amateur who has removed one of these things when they don't understand that basic concept, when they cross a fold or, uh, or do something uh, you know, that might sound okay, might look technically okay if you're watching them uh, remove uh, something, but if they don't understand the lines on the face, then you're gonna have a bad quality scar. So number one is we want to orient the scar properly. 
The second thing I want to do is lift up the skin and take the tension off of the wound. If I close your skin with a lot of tension, you're going to get a bad scar. You're going to get a, a bad scar because the body senses that tension and makes more scars. So what does a plastic surgeon do? A plastic surgeon will lift the skin a varying distance, and we call that, here's the word for the day, it's called undermining. That's not a political term. kind of is, actually, isn't it? Uh, it's actually a plastic surgery term where we lift up the skin and we take the tension off of it. And once I do that, I close the wound in two layers. So I want to put something underneath the skin so that I don't have to have stitches in the surface, or if I do... Those stitches are very, very loose, they can be, and very, very small. But the tension is all underneath the skin. And so on the body, I'll use a stitch that stays in maybe six months and then dissolves. On the face, about three weeks. That is critically important. And by the time I've put that deep layer of stitches in, it should almost not be necessary to put any stitches on the surface. But usually we'll put something like glue or a very fine layer of stitches that I can get out within a week. Why do we get it out within a week? If we leave stitches in after a week, many of you know this because you look at the scars on your arms, your legs, or even your face, and you see point marks. Those point marks are from stitches that were left in beyond a week. And if you have got those cross marks, the ones that cross your scar perpendicular to the scar, that's because your doctor tied the stitches too tight and kind of strangulated the skin. So these are all the techniques that plastic surgeons use to get the best possible scar. We want to orient the wound, the, uh, the uh, wound in the proper direction. We want to close the wound with two layers of stitches, one underneath and one on the surface. And then we want to do it the right way. We want to do it the right way. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, 800-848-9222. Give me a call. We'll be right back. Take a look in the mirror. Do you recognize that wrinkled face with rough, splotchy skin? I can help you turn back the clock. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and my solution doesn't involve a knife or a needle. It's a skincare program that really works. My nighttime serum makes your skin smoother, brighter, thicker, and less wrinkled. It's packed with vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. My daytime cream protects your skin with niacin and invisible zinc oxide sunscreen. And once you use my clean time, you'll be addicted to the best soap on earth. Now everyone can have beautiful skin without breaking the budget. This month, my basic skincare regimen is just $99. Call 855-940-1200. That's 855-940-1200. On the web, it's drperrys.com. That's drperrys.com. Use the WABC code when you order or call 855-940-1200. This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Ladies, have you had an aging spurt? You know what that is. All of a sudden, you see wrinkles and sagging eyelids and those dreaded jowls. Almost overnight, you look older. I tackle aging spurts with eyelid and facelifts and office procedures like Botox, peels, and Ulthera. And I creatively use wrinkle filler to help bring back your natural beauty. Let's sit down and spend an hour together. I'll design a program that can help restore your appearance and one that's within your budget. My offices are on 57th Street, just off of 5th Avenue, and in New Jersey. 
Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. And check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Dr. Arthur Perry right here on WABC. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. And I love hearing that music. And you know, Mike, Mike is the producer of the show here. X-Files is returning next year. And that's an exciting thing. Only six or so episodes. But uh, that music always brings that back. All right. So injection into the buttocks. Sounds great. Sounds nice and easy. How to make your buttocks bigger. You know, it's a funny thing sociologically that 30 years ago, everybody wanted smaller buttocks. You know, and uh, about five or six years ago, people started wanting larger buttocks. You know, you can't keep track of this. It reminds me of the Sneetches, right? You know, the star on one year, star off the next year. All right, so we're into the larger buttocks. Most of us in plastic surgery will not make the buttocks larger. And the reason, actually, there are two ways to make the buttocks larger. One is by injection of something in it. And the other is by the placement of silicone implants. And uh, they're similar to breast implants, by the way, but they're not, uh, they're uh, a more firm material. Now, those implants are problematic because they can shift position. They hurt because uh, when you sit on implants, they get a little scar around them. Unlike the scar we were talking about a few weeks, a few minutes ago, uh, the scar on your buttock can actually squeeze on those implants, and it's like sitting on a rock. So uh, a lot of people don't like those implants, and uh, it sounds good if we could just inject something. Of course, we can't inject Restylane or Juvederm or one of those things because, uh, you know, at $250 for one cc, that would be a mighty expensive buttocks you're sitting on. So what else is there? There's your own fat. And your own fat, everybody says, well, I've got an unlimited supply. In fact, every time I go to Patsy's and have pizza, I create more material for you to inject into my buttocks. Right. Well, the problem with that, there was a study uh, that was done out of Mexico, and it was just published in Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery. I'm sure you all, you sh- all read that journal, I'm sure, like I do. Well, they looked at uh, 413 Mexican plastic surgeons. 64 deaths for liposuction in that group last year, 13 caused by injection of fat into the buttocks. In the country of Colombia, there were nine deaths. So, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of these, uh, a lot of these problems. Now, what, what is the reason for dying after injection? I mentioned this on this show. The, the blood vessels in the buttocks are very, very large. And you think of the buttocks as a very uh, sort of an inert thing like sitting on a pillow. But in fact, it requires a large amount of blood supply going through the buttocks in order to allow you to sit on your buttocks all day long. You know, if you've heard of older people getting pressure sores, that's because the blood supply has decreased to that area and a lot of other factors also. Uh, but you, as a healthy 50 or 60 year old, you've got a, a lot of blood supply going through your buttocks. And that means those blood vessels can be as wide a diameter as a drinking straw. So, so when someone comes in there into the operating room, takes some fat from your belly or your flanks and injects it into your buttocks, it's pretty easy to get that into 
a blood vessel accidentally and cause what is called an embolism. An embolism is something in your bloodstream that's not supposed to be there. It can go to your lungs. And when it does, it can cause deaths. And so uh, all these deaths that they had in South America, you know, it's, it's terrible that they had them. It's a good thing that they published their series because it really brings home the point that this is not a uniformly safe procedure. And I know that some of my colleagues out there who do this are, are swearing at me right now because they do it. But the fact is, I think that buttock injection is a problematic procedure. And uh, if you're considering it, making your buttocks bigger, I would think very, very carefully about that. Uh, there's a way to make your buttocks bigger, by the way, without having to have injections and without having to... Uh, have those implants, and what do you think that is? There was actually a study, and I like looking at these studies, that looked at squat thrusts. You remember those? Squats. Doing those for about six weeks, something like, uh, I don't remember how many repetitions were required, but it's about 20, 30 minutes of squat thrusts a day. You can increase the size of your buttocks by something in the area of 14% just by exercising. And you know something? I think that uh, that's so appropriate uh, to mention that if you can exercise an area and make it bigger, by all means do that. Don't have surgery. And so that's why I don't do pectoral implants and I don't do calf implants. Both of those areas you can certainly uh, exercise and make bigger. On the other hand, Women know that there's nothing on earth you can do to make your breasts bigger. There are no exercises. Uh, there's nothing that you can do other than have a breast implant. And so that's very reasonable to have an implant put uh, put in there if you're a woman. But no, none of these buttock implants, none of these calf implants, I don't think that's uh, safe. Janet, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Uh, yes, Dr. Perry, I'm interested in your skin products. What products do you have, and are there any specials going on? Well, sounds like a setup, doesn't it? No, it's not <laughs> a setup. <laughs> okay. All right, so I believe, you know, we'll talk about skincare just for, for a second, Janet, and then we'll get, after the break, we'll talk about the specific products. So I think, uh, you know, my practice is largely facial rejuvenation, liposuction, tummy tucks, and breast uh, procedures, augmentations, reductions, things like that. I spend a lot of time... Uh, with women from the ages of about 40 to 70 or so. That's uh, probably the, the most common years that come into my office asking for facial rejuvenative procedures. And I'm always amazed when women have either poor skin care or no skin care because the foundation for looking good starts with skin care. It really does. It doesn't make sense to have a facelift if you're doing nothing for your face, if you're not protecting it from the sun, if you're not feeding your skin with the things that really can make a difference. So, uh, so Janet, skin care begins with protection, and that means it begins with sunscreen. In the morning, you want to stop the ultraviolet damage. You know, 20 minutes a day is okay. Beyond that, we start getting wrinkles, brown spots, and skin cancers. No question about it. So a good skincare program has sunscreen in it. And I believe religiously that zinc oxide is the best sunscreen. I went on the Dr. Oz show about a year and a half ago talking about how sunscreen is dangerous in general, and I feel that very strongly. Uh, there are eight of uh, the 15 clear sunscreens 
that are endocrine, proven endocrine disruptors. That means they act like estrogen in your body, and that's a big problem. The ones that are clearly safe are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. So my skincare program begins with a product called Daytime in the Morning. Daytime has an SPF 20 sunscreen with zinc oxide, and it's also got things that will bolster make your barrier, the barrier function of your skin, stronger. We're going to have to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about daytime, nighttime, my entire skincare program. So, Janet, stay tuned. This is Dr. Perry. I'll be right back. Take a look in the mirror. Do you recognize that wrinkled face with rough, splotchy skin? I can help you turn back the clock. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and my solution doesn't involve a knife or a needle. It's a skincare program that really works. My nighttime serum makes your skin smoother, brighter, thicker, and less wrinkled. It's packed with vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. My daytime cream protects your skin with niacin and invisible zinc oxide sunscreen. And once you use my clean time, you'll be addicted to the best soap on earth. Now everyone can have beautiful skin without breaking the budget. This month, my basic skincare regimen is just $99. Call 855-940-1200. That's 855-940-1200. On the web, it's drperrys.com. That's drperrys.com. Use the WABC code when you order or call 855-940-1200. This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Ladies, have you had an aging spurt? You know what that is. All of a sudden, you see wrinkles and sagging eyelids and those dreaded jowls. Almost overnight, you look older. I tackle aging spurts with eyelid and facelifts and office procedures like Botox, peels, and Ulthera. And I creatively use wrinkle filler to help bring back your natural beauty. Let's sit down and spend an hour together. I'll design a program that can help restore your appearance and one that's within your budget. My offices are on 57th Street, just off of 5th Avenue, and in New Jersey. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. And check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Dr. Arthur Perry right here on WABC. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. We were talking with Janet just before the break about what my skincare program is all about and what about what is a good skincare program. So we talked about the morning, Janet, where we want to protect your skin. In the evening, we want to nourish your skin. We want to give your skin the things that are scientifically proven to make a difference. And there really aren't too many of those things, despite all the advertisements you see on television and the funny melons and the coffee berry and the peptides and this and that that you hear about. And you realize when you start looking at the uh, scientific data that there are no publications to support so many of those things. But there are many publications that support the use of vitamin A, 4,500 papers, that say that vitamin A is very good. It's the skin rejuvenator. And vitamin C, there's over 1,500 scientific papers that say that it's good for your skin. It thickens collagen, and it does. It lightens the skin. It does all sorts of good things. Uh, and then the fruit acid. So I put all of those into my nighttime. That's the night program. And finally, 
For a good skincare program, we want to clean the skin with a non-toxic skin cleaner. So, Janet, I have the, something called uh, Clean Time. There are You ask about the specials. There's one this weekend called the Happy Summer Special. How's that? This is the first full weekend of summer. Happy Summer. You have to put that in the, the box when you check out, and you get 25% off of absolutely everything in uh, that we have so go to the website it's called drperrys.com janet thanks so much for the call now last week we got cut off early we were talking with dr simon hanf who is an assistant professor of neurosurgery at robert wood johnson medical school and uh, and i felt so badly because it's such a very special topic dr hanf is a neurosurgeon he trained uh, he went to Stanford Medical School. He went uh, to Columbia in New York for his general surgery and his neurosurgery residencies. He uh, he did a um, a fellowship in, you ready for this one? It's called Surgical Neuro-Oncology at the University of Miami. Dr. Hanf, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks so much for having me on again. Well, you know, I feel badly because I've occupied two consecutive Saturday nights. So uh, I don't know if you're married or not, but if you are... Uh, please accept my uh, apologies to your, <laughs> to your wife. But, but it was s- such an important topic. Uh, so I-, I wanted to get back into this. Now, you are in the new generation of neurosurgeons. Uh, the old generation would open up the brain and, uh, and take out a tumor. But tell, yeah. us, tell us what you're doing in a, uh, a patient with a brain tumor now. How do you uh, analyze when you need to do that type of operation and when you can do one of your uh, minimally invasive, if we can use that term, operations? It's a great question, and it's something that we grapple with basically any time that we encounter a mass lesion in the brain, whether it's something that arises from the brain tissue itself or whether or not it's from the lining of the brain or whether it's something that's spread from somewhere else in the body to the brain. Uh, You know, there aren't that many parameters to consider, actually. It's you know, basically the minimally invasive stuff that we deploy is really for tumors um, that aren't particularly large or don't have what we call mass effect associated with them. Really kind of the, the, the old school approach of uh, open resection is still very critical. It's almost more uh, what accompanies that, the type of uh, technology that we use to navigate our way through the brain, for example. Um, we use very fine-cut MRIs, and we actually use these MRIs as sort of a surrogate GPS system in the operating room uh, to basically give us, uh, in some cases, sub-millimeter accuracy, and this can help plan a very small incision, so we basically can spare patients, and something that patients are always anxious about uh, before brain surgery, for example, uh, such as big hair shaves. Um, we can uh, basically uh, do... Uh, uh, hair sparing procedures by making very small incisions. We can make much smaller bone openings because of this technology. And that's kind of how we've made even the open resection of the old school approaches, um, much more contemporary, much more, much more up to date with this technology. Um, secondary to that are, uh, some of b- basically the interventions that we use that don't involve the drilling or the opening or the big openings of the skull um, that we're used to. Um, and that, in particular, is something we touched upon a little bit last week, is something that we call laser ablation therapy. So that basically involves delivering uh, a catheter, a probe that's basically less than two millimeters in diameter, 
uh, using the navigation that I just described with sub-millimeter accuracy to very deep-seated targets in the brain. And these targets are the tumors that you described. Um, we, we think that this will become a technology, uh, an upfront approach for tumors, meaning when we diagnose a tumor, we can offer this treatment. For now, because it's just so new and novel, we're using it more as a, a salvage, meaning for tumors that have failed either an original operation, like I described, or tumors that have failed radiation, whether that's the focused form of radiation called radiosurgery, or even for tumors that have undergone kind of the more classic radiation protocols, which involve irradiating bigger portions of the brain. So this is something we're very excited about, and the institution where I work, uh, so the Rutgers Cancer Institute and also the Robert Wood Johnson Medical School in the hospital, really cutting edge when it comes to this. There are very few centers in the Northeast that have even done this, and right now we're leading the nation actually in utilizing the Medtronic Visual Aid system for treating these brain tumors, and, and on top of that, we actually teach a course where other neurosurgeons fly in from around the country, and we basically instruct them how to utilize this technology. So we're definitely trying to push the envelope in this area. So my guest tonight is Dr. Simon Hampt, and uh, Dr. Hampt is one of those new types of neurosurgeons. Robert Wood Johnson, he's very modest. Robert Wood Johnson, I understand, has done more of these procedures than any other institution, I think, in the world. They're a world leader for what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And and I want to tell you, Dr. Hampt, it's a pleasure knowing that at Robert... See, we got an audience that's clapping for you there. Uh, it's a pleasure knowing <laughs> yeah. that at Robert Wood Johnson, we have people like you and Dr. Danish and and others who are doing this now. Now, by the way, we've got to wrap this up. And uh, Robert Wood Johnson has a great website where you can learn more about this uh, this exact topic. And it's rwjuh.edu. Rwjuh.edu. The phone number is eight 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 MD RWJUH. If you've got a brain tumor, if you've been treated by someone else, if you want another opinion. This is the place to go. It's a spectacular program at Robert Wood Johnson, which is why I wanted Dr. Simon Hamp to come on the show a second time. Dr. Hamp, thanks so much for taking your time this evening. Really appreciate it. All right, this is Dr. You're very welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. We'll see everybody next week. Have a great weekend.